Welcome to the Crypto Law Podcast, where we bring you weekly audio blogs or discussion on the interplay between the law and all things crypto. This is a quickly developing area and we can't wait to have you along for the ride. Please remember that the information provided is the opinion of the presenter and is not legal or financial advice. With that, let's get started. Welcome to episode six of the Crypto and the Law podcast, where we bring you every week news and developments about the interplay between crypto, blockchain, NFTs, and the law. So today we're going to talk about when code is not law, the law of code against the common law. Uh, let's get into it. As recently noted by the Ontario Superior Court of Justice in Cicada 137 LLC versus Medjegovic, apologies if I mispronounced that name, there's a theory in some cryptocurrency academic circles that because blockchain technology is based on publicly available or open source programming code, that code is therefore the law. The law of code principle argues that no one has a right to censor the execution of code on the blockchain. According to the proponents of the code is law principle, if one is able to trade with a blockchain participant within the parameters of the programming code, the result is lawful, whatever that result may be. The code is law principle further postulates that voluntary participants accept and are bound by the results of the use of the technology. That means that if a clever person can devise a way to exploit a loophole or weakness in the code to introduce the holder to enter into an unexpected and unfavorable transaction, more power to him or her. The code is public and the users are deemed to take the risk of placing their cryptocurrency assets in a repository with a program that functions as it does with whatever vulnerabilities it may have. So what happened in this case that we're talking about? Well, in Medjegovic, the defendant commenced a cyber attack against Index Finance an online business that holds crypto tokens for its clients. The cyber attack essentially induced index finance to send the defendant $15 million in other people's cryptocurrency tokens. Although the defendant in this case failed to defend himself in the action, the judge raised the question of whether the common law should apply to this situation or whether the law should be modernized so to accept the defense that the defendant did nothing wrong as he did no more than what was allowed by the code. Hence, code is law. So let's talk about this a little bit more. Code is law versus the common law. So in this case, the question of whether code or the common law should govern was raised in the hypothetical. However, it will no doubt need to be resolved quickly as blockchain is reaching mass adoption. So as our readers and listeners probably know, uh, we often agree or argue, sorry, often argue that our laws need to be modernized to keep pace with blockchain and crypto asset technology. However, in this case, our laws are likely sufficient to address the issue. First, it is unlikely that our courts would adopt the principle that code is law as this would create an arms race where parties would work to develop better and better code for the sole purpose of taking assets from other parties. Certainly, courts are not going to condone this type of conduct. Second, 
it seems unlikely that the courts would condone a principle that would undermine public confidence in the blockchain. Why would one invest in crypto assets stored on the blockchain, knowing that if someone can develop a code to take their assets, they can do so with no consequence? Third, common law actions under conversion and unjust enrichment are sufficient to remedy a situation where a party takes and benefits from another person's assets without permission. Fourth, courts have inherent jurisdiction in matters of equity, that being fairness. And courts would likely use this to find that one person writing code to take another person's property without their consent is unequitable or unfair. So what are the takeaways from this case? Well, the idea that code is law is very intriguing and may have utility in some situations, but it is unlikely to be accepted by the courts in situations like Medegovich. This presumed stance of the courts is important as it will help to maintain the integrity of the blockchain and user confidence in it as it becomes more and more commonplace. Another interesting aspect of this case, which will likely be explored as the matter unfolds, is the underlying hack of index, index financing, which forced the crypto server to send tokens to the defendant. A critical feature of cryptocurrency is the blockchain technology which works as a distribution ledger and is designed to be very resistant to fraud. Cryptocurrency enthusiasts applaud this decentralized ledger system, in particular for the benefit that does not need to rely on traditional institutions such as banks and courts for enforcement. However, this decision highlights that courts and the common law may still have some role to play in the regulation of cryptocurrency. So, you know, a good example of cryptocurrency, the blockchain coming to the mainstream through our courts. Uh, the issue of Coder's Law versus the common law was only the hypothetical in this case, but I have no doubt that it's going to become more and more prevalent and we'll see more case law on it. And we'll be here to bring you the latest updates. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Crypto Law Podcast. If you enjoyed it or found it informative, please like, comment, or share. And of course, if there's something you'd like us to discuss, please leave us a comment below or reach out to us on our email. Thank you again for listening, and we can't wait to bring you next week's episode.